Hey guys, welcome to the Candid Confidence Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Pardee from CandidConfidence.com. I'm a confidence coach, blogger, and online course instructor here to help you unleash your inner badass. This podcast is for the girl who is ready to ditch the self-doubt, overcome the overthinking, and live a life that feels fearless and free. So let's do the damn thing. Love, how are you? Welcome back to the show. Today we're going to get real on creating change in our lives and why it can be so, so hard. We're going to break down the steps it takes to shift our subconscious so that it can be easier to make changes. And we're even going to go a little bit deeper into some actionable things we can do to release and let go of old limiting beliefs. I'm also going to be sharing some of my story on how I overcame having a victim mentality. Are you ready? Okay, first, let's talk about our sponsor for today, and that is my three-month group coaching program, Confidence Manifested. This program is for the girl who is ready to release what's holding her back, the stress, the limiting beliefs, the overthinking, the self-doubt. She's tired of comparing herself. She's tired of wondering why life feels so hard. She's ready to have accountability of a group to help her crush her goals and she's ready to learn the mindset shifts and tools to create her own reality. One of my favorite things about a group coaching program is that it can be really hard for us to understand that our limiting beliefs are just that, that they're not real. However, it can be easier when we're watching somebody else go through the process to identify that their limiting beliefs are lies. So watching others get coached helps us in our own journey so we can understand mindset and be able to see these type of beliefs as lies. And it's also really fun. So I'll put the link in the show notes and I can't wait to see you there. Okay, let's get started with the show. So obviously, some of us have a much different experience with change than others. An easier time. For some people, it's extremely difficult and uncomfortable even to make small changes, but for other people, adapting to new and different things in life isn't as bad. But when it comes to shaking up our belief system, our mindset, our habits, most people have a pretty hard time with that stuff because it's at the core. So why is it so hard? It all really comes down to the way memories affect our brain. Memories are so subjective. People can be involved in the same event and recall it totally in different ways. Our own perceptions, our own bias, our own prior beliefs, they all affect our memories. And what are memories? Essentially, they stem from our thoughts, right? Our thoughts, when we have the same one multiple times and it's charged by an emotion, that's what creates a belief. Our beliefs and memories are frequently tied together and that's gonna have an impact on our overall mindset. Whatever beliefs we have, especially those ones ingrained from childhood that we've had for a super long time, they're going to determine what things are normal to us, what things we perceive as normal. And then our subconscious guides us to see more of what we think is normal. And anything that goes against what we have established as our beliefs, it seems weird to us, right? And therefore, if we try to make changes to go in that direction, our brain will literally be like, wait, stop, this isn't normal. Let's stick to the comfort zone. Let's stick to what we know. But what's hard about that is we don't, we don't see you know, why we're being told to stop. All we know is that we're stopping. All we're being given are excuses and reasons to stop. We don't know which part of our brain is talking to us. So that all makes sense, right? 
But what if the things in our subconscious, the beliefs, the mindsets are negative? What if they just downright suck? They're making us miserable, anxious, stressed, down on ourselves. Wouldn't it be more comfortable to leave those behind? Why would we be stopping ourselves from that? Do you ever recall a time when you were bummed out or sad or angry and someone told you to chill or calm down? It makes us mad, right? Or when you're in a bad mood and you know you could go do something to get your mind off it. You could go for a run outside. You could you know, do something instead of laying under the blankets. But what do you want to do? You'd rather just be upset. You know, it's like you almost don't want to change when you're in that mood. This is exactly the trap that so many people get stuck in. It's easier just to stick with the status quo, even if it's uncomfortable, than to try and shift and make changes into the unknown. Think about a relationship that you've had or maybe a friend has had where clearly it wasn't a super happy relationship, but it was more comfortable to stay. And it's frustrating when other people try to get us to change or calm down or whatever, because in reality, we really just don't want to. We just don't want to. And look, I'm all for owning that time when we're down. By all means, trying to force yourself to be happy when there's legitimate trauma going on is not going to help. Sometimes we need that time to be down, to sulk, to recharge. But what I do want to challenge you to shift is when it's ongoing. <clears throat> there are things that simply, you know, we're just down for no reason at all. No legitimate trauma, just us feeling sorry for ourselves. Another thing we have to be on the lookout for is when we're trying to get attention or energy from others. So I'm going to talk about my own struggles with having a victim mindset, which I only recently identified for, for my whole entire life. I, I never knew anything about this, um, but once I identified it, it made total sense. So growing up, you know, we didn't have a whole lot. I'm sure a lot of you can relate to that. And I learned at a pretty young age that if I wanted it, I was going to have to go out and work for it on my own. So that coupled with having two parents who ran their own small businesses, I think I developed sort of an independence and entrepreneurial spirit pretty young. At 13, I started my own business, my first, my first own business. It was a babysitting business, and uh, but I wasn't babysitting like, you know, f friends of my parents or family or neighbors. No, I literally started a business. I went all around town hanging flyers at local businesses. I got my own business cards made and gave them to everyone. I bought books on babysitting and how to grow a babysitting business. And literally in the summers, I babysat full-time. Like I was a full-time nanny when I was 13. I don't know <laughs> how many people are comfortable leaving their kid with a 13-year-old complete stranger, but hey, somebody hired me. And then in high school, I couldn't wait to finally be old enough to get a job. And when I turned 16, I got my first real job at a like retro-themed diner called Happy Days. And I worked a ton, two shifts, like after school during the week and then almost every Saturday and Sunday, either like six to three or seven to five, sometimes staying longer if they needed me to. So pretty much full-time hours on top of, of high school, but that's what I had to do. I wanted independence and I wanted to have my own car. So literally I bought my first car at 17 with four or $5,000 in cash that I made all by myself. So 
just kind of had to learn like, you know, if you want it bad enough, you just got to work for it. So in college, I had various gigs, waitressing, babysitting. I worked at Dairy Queen. I worked at a hotel. And there were a lot of nights when my friends were out partying and I was working and I resented that. And then after college, I got my own apartment by myself, paying all my bills, health insurance, car insurance, car payments, student loans, everything. Um, and, you know, I, I resented that too. I, I resented the, the people that I knew who didn't have, you know, to pay their own health insurance. That could be on their parents. I, I resented people whose parents just gave them a car to use. Um, and then a year or two after college, <laughs> I was finally kind of settling into my career and I decided to go back to school and get my MBA. So I went to class one to two nights a week from 6 to 9 p.m. after working 7 to 5. And it was hard. It was a grind. I woke up early just about every Saturday and Sunday to do homework. Um, I paid for a lot of it out of pocket as I went to avoid adding a lot to my student loans. And I was pretty broke because I was doing that. Um, but I, again, I just, I craved success and I was going to do whatever it took to get there. And I truly think there's two sides to this whole experience of me just learning to grind it out, just believing in working hard and believing that I would do whatever it took to, to be successful. On one hand, I developed a very strong work ethic at a very young age. I developed, you know, the idea that if I wanted it, I could have it, but I had to work really hard for it. But I did have a belief, you know, in my continued advancement. I saw myself down the road running a company or being vice president of a company, being in a high leadership position, you know, and I of course wanted financial stability. I decided pretty young that I, I wanted to live a life of wealth and I didn't want to have to struggle like I saw my parents do. I was just not going to do that. And I think everyone thinks that, right? No one wants to struggle with money and feel the stress of not having enough. But what are you doing about it? You know, if you're not pushing yourself in that direction, you may have a deep belief of something else. And this could be like a whole nother podcast about money mindset something that I love, love, love to talk about and to teach on. But basically it looks like on the surface, you know, people complain about being broke and they want wealth, but deep down they may have accepted the belief that it might not happen for them. That is what keeps people stuck. That is the belief that gets passed from generation to generation and creates the whole cycle of poverty and keeps people in the middle class or lower. But I think that beyond wanting to create my own wealth and independence and be successful, there was something deeper. And what that was, I was unavailable for anything less. I simply was not available for it. I wasn't available for it. It wasn't an option to me. It wasn't an option of maybe I'll work my ass off and be successful. It wasn't maybe I'll be successful. It wasn't maybe I won't end up struggling with my parents. It was, I am not the fuck available for anything less. And when you truly deep down are only available for a specific result, a specific outcome, a specific circumstance, that means that you have a core belief that you get to have that thing, not a maybe, a yes. <laughs> and when you truly deep down believe that, it gets to happen. You'll make it happen. Your decisions, your choices, your determination, your energy, your motivation, it all goes towards it. Think about something you know for a fact 
that you are only available for. For me, something that really helps me solidify this, an example that really works for me, is having a hot cup of coffee in the morning. Actually, for me, it's iced coffee, but if you're someone who is like me and has to have coffee every morning, if not, think of a different example, but this works really well for me. So like there is not an option where I don't get to have coffee in the morning. My coffee maker could break, I would go get a new one. If it broke in the morning, I would stop and get Starbucks on my way to work. If I'm going camping, I plan ahead to make sure I'm gonna have coffee with me because I'm only available to have that coffee. I need it, I get to have it, and there's no question about it. There's not an option. Like if I was broke, I would go to McDonald's and get it for a dollar. Like I never would worry about, oh my gosh, am I gonna have coffee tomorrow morning? Am I gonna stop having coffee? No, we don't sit around and stress over it. We know we get to have it and there's no other option. I want you to think of an example. If that doesn't work for you, what's another thing that you absolutely know beyond a shadow of a doubt you get to have whenever you want or every single day? You're not worried about it or stressed about it, but you get to have it and you're not available for anything else. That decisive certainty, that clarity that comes along with something you 100% believe you're worthy of, deserving of, and get to have without a doubt every single day, no questions asked. That is the energy that creates massive results in our lives. That's what we need to figure out and have an example of that we can recreate. That is how we get what we want. That's the attitude that professional athletes, singers, CEOs, people at the top of either game and business, that's the belief and mindset of those people who exceed all expectations imposed on them. Like Lady Gaga, for example, you know, she fought so hard to become a singer. Finally got signed to a record label just to get dropped. And for her to still hold the belief that she gets to have it and go after it and get signed again by a different record label, that's because she, she believed so strongly that she got to have it. I mentioned earlier, after telling my story, um, how I got my master's degree in business and how I learned you know, to work hard, I mentioned that there's two parts to that story. So on one hand, I grew strong in my belief from a young age that I got to have it if I worked hard for it. I developed hard work ethic, I developed perseverance, and that got me pretty far. That taught me a lot. But there's a second side to it, a darker side. I really struggled with a victim mindset, and I didn't know what that was. I did not have any conception of that. I just, I just knew, I just thought, I worked harder than most people. I got to have more than most people because of that. I knew that part of the reason I was successful was because I didn't have an option not to be. I didn't have anyone to pay for my car. I didn't have, you know, health insurance. I couldn't go on my parents' health insurance. No one paid my student loans for me, right? But I, because of those things, I felt like a victim, especially when I was younger. You know, in, in college, in my early 20s, I had this awful victim mindset. I was so jealous of people who didn't have student loans. You know, when I was in college, people whose parents gave them like spending money so they didn't have to work during college, I was so jealous. And I knew there were tons of people who were way worse off than me, right? Obviously, there's tons of people who can't even afford food. But when you have a victim mindset, that type of thinking doesn't help, doesn't work all the time. 
I felt like I didn't have as many opportunities as a lot of people either, but I still pushed myself to go through college and had to work a lot harder. And I felt like, well, I just, I outwork everybody. So that's why I get what I want. So I have these two sides, right? The part with a fierce determination, a strong work ethic, and a belief that I could create my own reality, my own income, my own independence. That's all great. That's all a great thing to have. But I was held back by this victim mindset. And when I dove into personal development and started listening to podcasts, reading books, and discovering this whole world, you know, I learned that that negative mindset was actually what was holding me back. And I realized, so what if I work harder than other people to, to get what I want? That doesn't mean I'm a victim. I'm choosing that, right? And so it wasn't until I finally shed that part of me that I truly unleashed the magic of life. The problem for me prior to, you know, what I call my spiritual awakening, I just didn't realize how truly powerful mindset was. I obviously had some stress around, around my mindset and, um, you know, some, some anxiety around it, but I didn't know that it was an option not to have those feelings. I thought everyone just had those feelings. I thought that was adulting. So I had this belief that yes, I could create my own reality through hard work, but I believed it was harder for me than other people. And that if I wanted to be uber successful, it was like hard, 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 hard work, long hours, waking up early, sacrificing sleep, being the last one in the office at the end of the day. You know, that was my idea of success. That was my idea of what it took. And while that like hustle, masculine energy got me pretty far, it also was the thing that was making me unhappy. And at the end of the day, you know, success and wealth only means so much if you're stressed out and anxious. At the end of the day, you know, I, I still want a lot of success. I, I want a lot of wealth, but I want that because I want freedom and options and I want to own my time. And just as important is to be happy and healthy and enjoying life. So finally, I learned about flow and vibrations and the energy of the universe and slowly over time with learning about this and attempting this, I got it. I understood. I had to shed and release a lot of limiting beliefs, a lot of frustration about my past, a lot of blame, shame, and resentment. I had to basically give my mindset a total makeover. You know, I still wanted to keep that hustle side of me that genuinely enjoyed working hard and accomplishment driven and was ridiculously determined. Like I still need that side, but I had to embrace the softer side of me. So I started to really embrace flow and kind of adopt a more feminine energy. And so I cut my hours back slightly at work. You know, I made sure I was getting seven to eight hours of sleep at night. Um, I didn't sacrifice that anymore. I, I made that a priority. I started prioritizing my health. I started prioritizing positive energy. I had to make sure that I put, made a, a priority to be in a joyful and relaxed state. I had to get rid of the stress and anxiety that was running my life. So I learned over time to stop allowing myself to worry. Worrying doesn't help anyone in any way accomplish anything or help anyone. It doesn't lead to health, happiness, you know, for you or for anyone else in, in your life. So I used to lay in bed every night, right? Worrying and stressing about my job. 
So instead of laying in bed worrying, I forced myself out of that habit and I swapped it for positive thoughts and literally just meditating on what I wanted to have happen, AKA manifestation. Okay, so you get the idea of how for me personally, my journey was about, I really had the masculine side down, the work ethic side, but I had to learn how to ease into flow and relax and enjoy the ride and learn that there was more to life than working hard and, and really change my mindset around the belief that it has to be hard work and it has to be sacrificing sleep. I had to get rid of that mindset because it's simply not true. But what if you're like, okay, that's not me at all. I'm better at ease, being relaxed, allowing myself not to be productive 100% of the time. And I'm not super great at the hustle side. I either don't like working hard or I'm not super motivated to take action steps towards what I want. Okay, so first I want you to accept. The first step is always, always, always acceptance. Accept that there's nothing wrong with either being stronger in the masculine, the hustle, the work ethic, or being stronger in the feminine, the flow. So don't go around thinking something's wrong with you. The first step is true, true, true acceptance. It always is. We really have no choice but to accept and then we can move forward. But also know that if you're better at one side or the other, or if there's something holding you back with motivation or whatever it is, know that it can be changed. You are ultimately responsible for it. You can learn to adopt either side of this. And at the end of the day, it requires the same work, the inner work. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the beliefs inside of you. And that's what's keeping you from being motivated or holding you back from, from your prime. There are beliefs about the way the world works, what you get to have, what is easy, what is hard. These things are all subjective. And that means they're up to our interpretation. We get to decide. We get to decide. We get to change it if we want to. So it's really about digging into what's holding you back from taking action. If we're talking about career, maybe you have a belief you can only go so far that you're capped at X income, that your spouse is the one who makes money and that's not your role, that making money is wrong or greedy or some other bullshit. Or maybe you want to lose weight and improve your health. Honestly, it's the same thing. Think about it. If you believed, if you were someone who wanted to lose weight, if you believed you got to be healthy, working out was a totally normal part of life, and you never had to worry about whether or not you would do it, that it was no different than getting your cup of coffee in the morning, you would have no problem maintaining a healthy weight. It all goes to what you truly believe is possible, probable, and true in your life. If we have a belief that deep down we know and we believe that we always lose track, we start going to the gym and then we fall off, or we d deep down don't really think we'll ever hit the weight that we want to be at, that's the same thing as something holding you back in motivation or holding you back because of a victim mindset. So understand that this takes time to soak in. It takes time to develop and shift our beliefs. It takes time to learn to identify the limiting beliefs as lies. But it can be done and it can change any part of your life. 
I want you to design a life for yourself. What does your health, income, friendships, relationships, and lifestyle get to look like? Over time with doing this work, you'll be able to decide you're only available for those things. And for a while I was, I was like making lists of the things I was only available for, which I totally recommend, but I didn't truly understand what it meant to only be available for one thing. And then I kind of learned there were some things that I truly, truly, truly was only available for. And then there were other things where I had a belief getting in the way of that feeling. I want you to start to play with that. I want you to start identify what are the things in your life that you can't even imagine not getting to have, or you can't even imagine that you wouldn't make them happen. So grab your journal and start digging deep. A great way to start out with this is just free writing by hand. Always has to be by hand because handwriting allows for creativity to flow and it allows for a release. Similar to talk therapy, getting it out of you, right? So get free writing and just write all the things you feel and all the things you want to change. You can start off with just writing all the things that come to your mind, all the things that are stressing you out. <clears throat> write about your memories as a child of these things. You know, what did you learn about the things that are holding you back from a young age? What did you learn about money from a young age, work ethic, the way the world needs to be, the way the world is? You know, what gets to be hard in life? What things get to be easy in life? And once you have all of these things down on paper, you can look at it and examine it and you can look for the, your limiting beliefs. Look for the things that really with all of them, you'll see like the things you're writing down aren't the ultimate truth. They're just not. So if you're like thinking, it's, it's unfair that blank happened to me, or it's unfair that I have to experience blank or whatever. Are those things 100% true? That's what I want you to be questioning. Are they 100% true? Once you're identifying that a lot of these things are just lies, lies that you've come to believe over time that feel real, but when you see them written out, you can identify them. Now you get to release them and rewrite them as new positive beliefs. And if you want to go deeper or you need accountability with this, you know, you you need someone to actually help you consistently do this work because it has to be consistent to really get good results with this. And you want to accelerate the process, join us in Confidence Manifested. Okay, so I hope you had some takeaways today and I would love to know what they are. So take a snapshot of this podcast, post it on your Instagram story or on Facebook, tag me in it. Let me know what you took away from today and go ahead and follow me on Instagram. I'm at candid.confidence. Give our podcast a five-star review so that others can find it. And don't forget to hit subscribe. Okay. I love you. And I hope you have an amazing week. I will see you next time.